If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast, featuring you, the Associates of Nemours. I'm Carol Vassar, and when Associate Michael Zanarini stopped by to talk to me last January, he was in full uniform as a constable, part of the Nemours public safety team at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington. He's often mistaken for a police officer. Their duties are similar, as are their goals— to maintain peace and order. All the same, the look today is a long way and a big difference from how the Nemours Security Force presented itself when Michael first started about seven years ago. When I first started here, the the uniform for security officers was not this. If you walked down the hallway, you would not be able to tell me apart from just a regular person in business clothes. Our uniforms were a blazer, a white button-down shirt, and a red tie. So if you didn't know that was the uniform of the security force at that time, you wouldn't know that we're security. If you see us walking down the hallway in our uniforms today, there's no mistaking that, that we're our security force, that we're constables here at the hospital. How do the kids react to the uniform? Uh, The kids really react well. They, They look at us and say, hi, Mr. Police Officer. Sometimes they look confused as to why there's a police officer in the hospital. Instead of asking us, they ask their parents, Mom, is that a police officer? Sometimes we'll say, yes, we're police officers. They don't really understand a constable. They know a police officer. So we like to say, yes, we're police officers here at the hospital. Part of Michael's work is rounding, to be visible in both the public spaces of the hospital, where kids and parents can feel secure in their environment, and associate-only portions of the hospital, too. Stress can, unfortunately, take its toll on a family with a sick child, as Michael and his team know all too well. A lot of, the, a lot of our stuff has to do with um, we're responding to families who may be having a rough day and they may act out aggressively towards themselves or their other family members. And I don't like when the kids have to witness that. I don't like when the patients have to are a witness to their family members at their at not their greatest point. You seem very sensitive to the way the kids feel. I am. Um, a good example: a couple of weeks ago, we were had to respond to an issue in one of our lobbies. Um, parents were they had gotten into an altercation between the two of them, and the the child witnessed it. It involved um, police response, and the child was very visibly upset. She was uh, crying and didn't know what was going on. So what I did was I contacted our child life group, and they're a great team, and they work with um, kids and that are not just here as patients but siblings as well, just to keep them entertained, to keep their spirits up while they're here going through the rough times. 
So this little girl was crying because she just witnessed this between her parents. And so I contacted Child Life, and they sent down a great Child Life specialist named Jana, and she was able to remove remove this little girl from this situation while the police were there interviewing the parents and was able to, you know, change that child's day. I mean, the child, she just witnessed something very bad, but I think what she'll remember from that day is making Play-Doh and coloring in a coloring book with the nice lady from the Child Life team. So Jana really went above and beyond, didn't she? Absolutely. She came right down, got the child away from the situation, and she, and she was happy. The child was happy. At Nemours, the public safety unit is a tight-knit group. Many, including Michael, have worked together before as either security officers, constables, or police officers with employers and police forces throughout the Delaware Valley. This engenders a camaraderie unlike any other, and it is the support and care of his fellow associates for which Michael Zanarini is grateful as he faced a personal crisis. You shared with me off mic that your dad is quite ill. Yes. And you also shared with me, with us, that many people that you work with know your dad and have known him for decades. That's correct. Now they are supporting you as you go through this emotional time with your dad. Tell me about that and the support that they've given you. It's nice to be able to come in and and tell my coworkers who may know him what's going on and for them to genuinely empathize and give me support. So your dad is yes, you said stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And many of the people that you work with have known you and your dad for many, many, many years. Right. And you're getting a lot of support from folks. Tell me about that. I'm getting, uh, yes, I'm getting a lot of support from those that I've known for 20 plus years and for those that he's known for 20 plus years. What's your dad's name? His name is Rob Downward, Robert Downward. And what police force? He's with Newcastle County Police here in um, Homies in Delaware. And obviously, you love your dad. Absolutely. He's actually uh, my stepdad. He married my mom when I was eight years old. Um, but essentially your dad. I, I can I've see ca- it in your I've, eyes. I've called him dad since I was eight years old. He put me in a direction in life that led me here to this day. I don't know where I would, where I would be without his support and direction over the years. You're very fortunate not only to have him, but to have people who know him and love him around you here at Nemours. Exactly. It's like you said earlier, it's like a family. And the fact that my coworkers know my family and can give me such good stories about my family that my dad that I've never even heard before, um, it makes me grateful to be here. Do you think that kind of support would be available to you at other organizations that you would work for? 
Not like it is here. I mean, you would get support because people are genuinely good and they want to support other people when they're having or going through a rough time. But to have people here that know my family on a personal level, I, I can't even put into words how much that means and what I get from it. Michael Zanarini is a public safety officer with the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington, Delaware. On February 4th, 2020, three weeks after this interview, Robert Downward died, surrounded by his loving family, including Michael. May he rest in peace. And Michael, please accept the sincerest condolences of your Nemours family. Dr. Adela casas Melli is a pediatric surgeon with the Nemours Children's Hospital, and she is incredibly busy. We almost didn't connect last month in Orlando, but she made time between a surgery and an appointment to talk about her lifelong desire to become a doctor, which was not without its uncertainties. But let's start at the very beginning. Here's Dr. casas Melli. I have always wanted to be a doctor for as long as I can remember from the time I was a little girl. They've asked me why many, many, many times throughout my life, and I don't know why. It was just something that was uh, inborn in me. I didn't have any family that was a doctor. My mom and dad barely finished high school. Um, I was the first person in my family to graduate from college. But I've always wanted to be a doctor from the time I was eight or nine years old. That's all I could ever remember. And it was not an easy path because I did not get into medical school the first time I applied and I had to go to graduate school. And then I applied after graduate school and didn't get into medical school after graduate school. And then I um, got a phone call two weeks before classes started that somebody had dropped out and did I want the spot? And I said, absolutely. And that's how I ended up in medical school. But then I graduated top of my class. So. Well, you showed them, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> so why pediatrics? Do you know why you wanted to do pediatrics? So um, early on, I, I really wanted to do neonatology. So that's where you take care of the babies that are born premature. And I was going down that road, but then I did my rotation in surgery and absolutely fell in love with surgery. And then pediatric surgery sort of was a, a very normal combination of the two things. So I have been a pediatric surgeon now for 21 years. A long time. Most people would would look and go, I can't be a surgeon. You have to have a steady hand. You have mm-hmm. to be able to cut somebody open. Mm-hmm. What gives you the fortitude to do the job that you do? It's exciting, actually. And I know that it's uh, people will hear that and say, how could you be excited about doing that? But Kids come to me with a problem and I can fix it. And that makes me excited because I know that I can make them better and they can go home better than they were when they first got here. I can make their life better by what I do. So um, so that makes it worthwhile. You don't work in a vacuum. You work I with don't. A, you work with a team. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your closest teammates. So we have a big team. There's uh, five uh, pediatric general surgeons. Uh, we've got Dr. Hebra, who's our chief medical officer, is a pediatric surgeon, and he works with us and our team. And then uh, Dr. William Adamson uh, is one of our members, and then Tammy Westmoreland and Tiran McMunkle. Uh, so those are the five surgeons. And then we have got a nurse practitioner, Vanessa Fadul, that works with us. And we've got a big group of uh, physicians' assistants that work with us that um, – actually are the ones that give us the continuity of care because they're actually in-house 
24 hours a day. Uh, and that means that there's always somebody in the hospital that can take care of any pediatric surgical issue that comes in the hospital until we get here because we don't, we're not in the hospital 24 hours a day, but our physician's assistants are. So we've got a, a great group of physician's assistants that really make our lives much better. That must be comforting to parents. It is comforting to parents and it's comforting to us to know that we have somebody in the hospital that can be our eyes and our hands when we're not here. Is there somebody you'd like to recognize, a fellow associate, a colleague, for going over and above, above and beyond for a patient or a colleague or for a family member? So I think all of our associates do that. So um, it would be hard for me to, to pick one because all of our associates really go well beyond what what is really expected of them to care for the kids. And that, I think, is something that's special about Nemours is because uh, we do really want to take care of the kids like they were our kids. And that means that everybody goes beyond what they are expected to do on a day-to-day basis so that they can do that, so that they can provide that care to the to the kids and to the families and, and make the families feel comfortable at a time when it's very stressful for them and a very difficult time for them. Even the easiest operation to the parent is a huge deal. So for us, you know, oh, it's just another appendectomy. For, for them, it's a life-changing event. So it's hard to recognize one person because everybody does it every day. The people you work with and you yourself, are you engaged with the work and how important is that engagement in a positive way to Mm -hmm. the patient experience? I think being engaged in what we do and in what the hospital stands for and in making sure that everybody does what they need to do for patient safety and for Little things like hand washing and keeping our rooms clean and all of those things, I think, makes our the patient experience better. Everything that we do on a day-to-day basis makes them safer and uh, have a better outcome. So uh, I think everybody's engagement is very important uh, from the person that cleans the floors to the person that actually does their heart surgery. It's, it's important for all of us to be engaged. Now, you've worked outside of Nemours. You've yes. worked inside of Nemours twice in two mm-hmm. different locations. Yes. The culture here, is it mm-hmm. different than other healthcare facilities? I think um, one of the things that Nemours has really tried to achieve is a culture of personal responsibility and, and uh, personal behavior that really puts us a little bit above other hospitals and other places because of our standards of behavior. I think children's hospitals are different than other hospitals. They, People that decide to go into pediatrics, they go into pediatrics because it's a calling for them. It's not because we make more money than, they, than the adult guys do because they, don't, they make more money than we do. It's, it's really because it's, it's something that we feel so passionate about. And it's not just taking care of the kids, it's taking care of the family, uh, which makes it a different specialty than when you take care of adults. I think we come to work every day really looking at how can we make things better? How can we make our patients feel more at ease? How can we take care of each other so that uh, at the end of the day, we, we go home and we feel like we've accomplished something as a team and together and not just one person? We all understand that it's not the surgeon. Uh, a pediatric surgeon doesn't make a pediatric surgery service 
all by themselves. There's so many other people that have to be involved to really make things happen. I think here we we get that. We understand that all of us are important to the overall team. Uh, and um, that culture, I think, is ingrained in, in Nemours. Dr. Adela Casas-Milli is a pediatric surgeon with the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. And finally today, let's meet one of the associates on the podcast production team. Uh, my name is Peter Adebi. I serve Nemours as our chief human resources officer. Peter has been with Nemours for 18 years, and it was during his very first job interview that he knew Nemours would become his professional home. When I came to interview for this job, my interviewer, actually my boss-to-be, asked me about my, my thoughts about the future of HR. I pulled out a piece of paper. I drew a chart for her with four points on the chart. Now, you have to remember, that was my first time in this building. And when I was done, she asked me to turn around and look behind me. I thought maybe there was something on the wall or something on my head or something like that. I turned around and looked behind me, and right on a wall behind my back, was almost the exact replica of the chart that I drew for her. Never been to this building before, never talked with her, didn't know who she was. When I left the interview, I I hoped and prayed that they would call me and make me an offer because that was just, the the connection there was too strong uh, for me to overlook. You knew. I just felt it. I felt it was the right role for me. Yes. How often do you work on your gut? Well, it's important. I like to ground my my thoughts and my gut feeling with information or facts, but it is important. So our mission is improving, restoring the health of, of children. Yes. How does HR and your role connect to that? HR is directly involved in attracting, developing, and retaining the talent that helps us to fulfill our mission. You know, without the people, without our associates, there is no more. And if we don't have the right people in the right seats functioning in the, in the, in the right environments, we wouldn't be successful in executing our goals. So HR is actually quite pivotal in helping us to attract people, and to cultivate the environment that accelerates our ability to accomplish the goals and the objectives of the organization. Talk about that environment, that culture. It's very much, and I'm going to use the F word, family. (laughs) Almost every interview I've done since last May, family comes up. How do you engender that? You know, that's, that's really huge for us because even in the feedback that we get from our patients, and families who come through our doors, they reference the same thing. They say when they walk into our, into our buildings, they don't feel like a number. They don't feel like stats. They feel like human beings. They feel like we treat them as people, that we care deeply about them. That's one of our core values, caring for the kids who come through here as if they were our own. And we engender that by actually emphasizing it in our trainings, in the various educational opportunities that we have for our associates, and the artifacts around the building. It's a core value for us, helping our associates feel that they are valued, 
helping folks, helping patients and families feel that they matter when they come into our environment. And how do you do that? In your daily work, how do you do that? It's just keeping it top of mind. It's being mindful of how we treat people. It's respect. You know, it's factoring in respect in the interactions and engagement that we have with associates, regardless of their title, position, role, level in the organization. The foundation to doing that correctly is respect. Talk about your team. Who's on your team that you work with directly, and is there anyone you want to highlight? Well, I, I have a fantastic team. If we, if if I had an hour, I would go through a list of all of the associates on our team because we have many, many fantastic associates on the HR team. Uh, but I, I will call out a few individuals on our team. You know, Tracy Smith is uh, one of our HRIS analysts. And, and Tracy, I, I'm not sure that a week goes by that I don't hear a compliment uh, about Tracy, you know, that she was responsive to someone, that she delivered beyond somebody's expectation, that she's here, you know, uh, walking through the weekend, trying to help meet expectations throughout the enterprise. She is a phenomenal associate. Uh, we're just so lucky and so grateful to have her in our midst. Have you ever failed, Peter? Oh, yeah. I probably uh, fail more often than, than I know sometimes. How do you and overcome that? It, it's learning from my mistakes. It's looking at what happened, looking at what I could have done differently, and making a commitment to doing it differently. That's just what it is. It's not staying down and groaning and moaning about the failure, but it's actually picking myself up. Again, taking a very close look at what it is that I could have done differently and making sure that I take steps to make corrections so that in the future I'll have different results. What's your favorite part of what you do here every day? Interfacing with our associates. Nothing nothing comes even close to that. I mean, there are days that I'm working on reports, that I'm working on strategy, that I'm, you know, um, uh, thinking about a strategic plan or things along those lines. Those, those are all well and good. They are all fantastic. But when I have an opportunity to talk with someone, hear what's going on in their world, and maybe figure out one or two ways to support them and actually be able to execute on that, uh, it's fulfilling for me. Peter Adebi is Namor's Chief Human Resources Officer. He is based in Wilmington, Delaware. So there you have it, another edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast, and we do thank you for listening. The aforementioned Peter Adebi, along with Deborah Griffin, J.L. Puckett, and Jackie Williams, are part of the production team that brings you this podcast every week, and we'd love to hear from you. Podcast at Nemours.org is where you can reach us. That's podcast at Nemours.org. You can subscribe to the podcast today on your favorite podcast app, or ask your smart speaker to play the Champions for Children podcast. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for being with us on the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Mm-hmm.